0: Welcome to the I Love Alt Mortgages podcast, brought to you by Home Trust. And now, your host, Brennan Trenuth. Hey, broker nation, you are listening to I Love Alt Mortgages. I am your host, Brennan Trenuth. I'm sitting here in our podcast studio at 145 King Street West, Home Trust headquarters. And I must tell you, it is nice to be back in the big smoke. I took public transit today. The Go Train, which seemed pretty full to me, but obviously still wanted to exercise some caution when traveling. I feel like we're making a big turn here to being more back in the office, out for broker visits and events that are coming up. So it's nice to see. It's been a very long time since we were kind of out and doing all that stuff. But let's get back to why you're listening here to me. Alternative mortgages. We're seeing record levels of alternative transactions in the industry coast to coast. And I think it's easy to get lost in the chaos right now. So I wanted to tone it down a bit, go over some key themes that we have heard from our guests over the past few months, and really break down the intricacies of the alternative world. You know, just before Christmas, I actually sat down with one of our BDMs, Edwina Curran-Sills. We talked about the importance of the BDM broker relationship, and Edwina, being an experienced underwriter previously... You know, her brokers excel with their efficiency ratios here because they ask her the difficult and complex questions before they even send in the deals. So just having that partnership, having somebody that you can trust and go to, somebody knowledgeable, which, you know, all of our BDMs are. But just having that connection and that relationship, I think, really goes a long way, especially when you have those complicated deals that need a little bit more TLC somebody to help you walk it through it. And I think that's what really makes, you know, just stand out from the rest is that, you know, we have that ability to kind of walk through those deals, you know, find the solution within the solution per se, and ultimately get that deal done. I also sat down with our director of sales, Christy Smith, director of inside sales, I should say, and really spoke to the goal of seeing the broker she deals with excelling in the industry, you know, helping grow their business and eventually being moved from an inside sales team to the outside sales team. And I think that's what also sets us apart is the fact that we have two sales teams dedicated to our brokers' success and growth and can help them at any stage they are in. So if there's a agent out there that's looking to, you know, deal with home trusts, you know, that's a good person to connect with. Obviously on our website we have application information as well. If you're looking to get on board with home trust, check out the website or if you know you know, a BDM or somebody within the company, reach out to them, and we can certainly set you up there. In the last few episodes that we did, we actually sat down with some longtime industry veterans, and there were a lot of, you know, recurring and common themes that we found. You know, one of the themes that we really discussed was what it takes to be a successful alt broker. And what we found was, you know, a lot of brokers that we talked to, and then we see, they start from the banks and then move their way into the brokering world. Not that there's anything bad with that. It's just that what they found was they could offer more solutions to their clients versus just, you know, maybe an A solution and maybe a lot of their clients didn't fit into that bucket and then be able to, you know, say to the client, I have other solutions for you. So that's why we see a lot of brokers jumping from, you know, banks into the brokering world. And instead of saying, you know, you don't fit in my box, I can't help you, you're able to offer them different solutions. And I think also one of the other themes that we saw uh, brokerages being successful was because diversity was key to their success. You know, different people from all walks of life bring different experiences and things like that into the work environment. Obviously, you're hiring for the best and most qualified, but we've seen a lot of success with that as well. And the importance of training for brokers, I would say that was a really key piece and, you know, we even had John Burke, for example, who was on the show a couple of episodes ago, he created his own training program for his agents due to the lack of industry uh, education that's there. So, you know, one of the things that we talked about was, you know, basic training teaches compliance not just how to create a successful mortgage business. And I think compliance is really important in this day and age, making sure that you're getting the right information, knowing when to walk away from something, just you know, protecting yourself, protecting your partners, protecting your lenders. You know, being able to offer webinars and trainings and development meetings is really important for your agent growth. And also industry partner presentations, you know, whether that's from a BDM or whoever. And obviously all of our BDMs at Home Trust are, you know, well equipped to present to your offices, to your agents, and really let them know, you know, what our solutions are. How can we help them? Let's talk about scenarios and things like that. Ron Butler, you know, a great comment here also said that alternative lending requires an enormous level of truth and knowledge. So obviously knowledge is really key, but also truth, right? You want to, you know, be truthful with your lender partners and you also want to be truthful with your clients as well, you know, indicating to them, you know, they don't fit in this bucket but you can fit into this bucket. I can get the deal done here being honest with them and just knowing, you know, what your lender partners can do is really important. There's one quote here that Deborah Craig from TMG actually said when I sat down with her and I thought it was really good scenario that she had and it was about having that rate conversation, right? So she said, you know, one of her clients that had been with her for many years called her and said, you know, what's your best rate? That was the first thing that came out of his mouth. So it was what's your best rate? And, you know, she was kind of taken aback. And, you know, she said, this is kind of what we have available at this point in time. What do you do for a living? I just want to make sure that you're still doing what you were doing before when we first set you up. And he was a window installer. And she said, okay, that's amazing because I actually need 10 windows redone. And she said, you know, can you give me a quote on that? And the client said, well, I'd have to come out and see them. And she said, oh, aren't all windows the same size? He basically said back to her, touche. So, you know, not everything is always the same. You know, you really need to sit down and look through the documentation, look through, you know, the property, look through ratios, credit, income, that sort of thing. And, you know, what may be advertised out there may not be everything that you get, right? One of the other main topics and themes that we discussed was the changing market. And obviously right now you're seeing you know, significant rate increases seems like every single day. But to be successful, you must be adaptable, right? And Teddy Karez from Orbis in Quebec, you know, he explained that they've seen a lot of regulation changes in Quebec, right? But he saw it as more of a positive than as a negative because it's changing the perception of the industry in Quebec and it's changing the client's perception of, you know, mortgage brokers in the mortgage industry for the better. So that was a really good point. You know, Deborah Craig also mentioned that, you know, we must embrace change as it comes. You know, there's no point in fretting on it. It's there. It's here. We need to be able to adapt and kind of move forward. You know, we're also seeing the growth of the alternative space, rise in immigration, rise of self-employment. You have young homebuyers looking to try and get into the market as well. You know, we're actually seeing more and more clients turning to self-employed employment status because they have the experience. So whether they could be coming from a full time employment for many years, they have the contacts and connections from that position and they can grow their business through social media. They're very tech savvy. And you know, the price point is higher for these clients who move into a self-employed position and they want to be their own bosses. I think that's really important that a lot of people just want to have control of their own work. You know, the full time electrician now having been self-employed for the past two, three years, making two to three times more than they were when they were employed or even, you know, the IT specialist who now is, you know, working self-employed, but they can literally work from anywhere. Right. So they can just, you know, if they have something they need to do remotely, they can always access people's computers and things like that remotely. So we're seeing a lot of that. You're also seeing individual clients or couples unable to get into the market due to the high price point properties, minimal down payment it's hard to save in this economy but you know their best friends or family members are in the same boat so they're coming together to buy that overpriced detached home you know with four bedrooms and kind of split the cost so that's a reality that we live in right now it's very hard to get into the market luckily for our broker partners we have the right solutions for all of these needs you know our ability to lend with extended ratios are so important right now You know, the added stress test 2% pushes so many people out of the A world and right into the B space. You know, it doesn't mean that these clients are bad at all. It's just that, you know, this is the reality and we have the solutions for the now. Another theme that we really talked about was giving your client peace of mind and excellent service. You know obviously, that's something that we're always striving for as well. And, you know, sometimes in these markets, things can get a little crazy. But you know, educating the client to give them peace of mind is really important, helping them understand why they are an alternative client why are they getting this rate really breaking it down for them so that you know they understand what you're presenting to them you know especially to millennials right millennials are ones where they have access to the internet they're more tech savvy they're able to search around they see a lot of things they see a lot of things that may look really good to them and think that that's where i can fit but the reality is they may not fit in that bucket so it's important to you know really help them understand why they are an alternative client choosing alternative over private you know why would you go private versus alternative there's a bunch of different reasons and don't get me wrong. There are some clients that, you know, probably do fit in that private space for now. And then, you know, ultimately the goal is to move them up and out. But for us, when we're looking at it, you know, there's some better options at renewal. You know, the price point upfront is a little bit lower. You know, the fees are lower as well. So we always say, you know, reach out to us first to go over the scenario before you go right to the private. Because there's a lot of things that we can do. A lot of solutions that we have to fit that client need where you wouldn't necessarily need to go that private route. Making sure the customer service is ingrained in your culture. I think that's really important, setting the right expectations when it comes to product, pricing, turnaround time, documentation required, et cetera. That's really important. And then also building trust with clients. And I think we saw this a lot through our talks with our guests. But you know, truly listening to your clients and understanding what are they looking for? How did they get to where they are right now? Maybe it's an income issue. Maybe it's a credit issue. Just really sitting there and understanding where they are and what their end goal is. And then from there, you're able to, you know, set a plan in place for them, giving your clients the next step to their improvement process and, you know, ultimately moving them, you know, maybe back to the A space where they would probably like to be. A couple other things that I wanted to mention as well, April 28th is the 2022 Canadian Mortgage Awards here in Toronto. And I wanted to congratulate all the nominees on your amazing recognition. These nominations are a clear indication of your dedication to this industry, your peers and partners. I especially wanted to congratulate our home team members for their nominations so we have two bdms up for the simbic award for lender bdm of the year stephanie bianco here in the gta and vanessa maglioli in quebec so congratulations ladies on that well deserved We also have two underwriters nominated for Lender Underwriter of the Year. So we have Melissa Tagliamonte in Quebec, and we also have Ronel Landicho in Manitoba. So congratulations, guys. That's amazing. We also have Home Trust up for Best Media Campaign of the Year. And this is amazing to see our marketing team recognized for their hard work day in, day out. I work closely with this team as well and know how much effort and dedication they put into, you know, all of our marketing and media. So a big congratulations to them. And this one here is really, really special to me and important to me is the RFA Award for Excellence in Philanthropy and Community Service, which Home Trust is up for. You know, it's amazing to see Home Trust recognized for this award. You know, a lot of people may not see, you know, homes' charitable habits, but I wanted to just mention a few that we've seen over the past few months that we've been a part of. Obviously donating to the Water First Education and Training, which is Canada's leading charitable organization dedicated to working with Indigenous communities to address local water challenges through education, training, and meaningful collaboration. We also donated to the World Association of Girl Guides and Girl Scouts, which is an International Women's Day charity of choice. Donated to Food Banks Canada. We also did a $50,000 donation to the Canadian Red Cross to support their Ukraine humanitarian crisis appeal campaign and also the Canadian Red Cross for the British Columbia floods and extreme weather appeal back in November as well. So, you know, a lot of donations there. You know, not to mention our annual charity golf tournament, which is very near and dear to my heart. This has been a long-standing tradition with Home Trust since 2013. We're actually entering our 10th year this year, so stay tuned for more details. But this tournament raises much-needed funds and awareness for the Canadian Mental Health Association in support of mental health services, initiatives, awareness. Even in the pandemic, we were able to raise $130,000 last September for our tournament thanks to our sponsors, donors, and golfers, which was just truly amazing to see. You know, it's always a good reminder to mention that it is okay not to be okay And there are lots of services available to anybody who needs it. And if anyone needs to talk, my door is always open or I'm just a phone call away. That's it for me on this episode. I want to thank you all for joining us on this ride. It's been amazing since we started last year. You know, I'm signing off for now. We'll see you all next week. And please remember to like, share and subscribe to our podcast anywhere you get your podcast. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.